You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. It's been a wonderful time, you know, from when the um, conference began, the two Sundays before and the Wednesdays and so many things to learn, so many things to take note of. And that is what we just want to, you know, see what we can take from there and then dwell on one or two things today. And for me, I want us to start from Luke chapter 10, one of the passages that we looked at on Wednesday. That was last week, Wednesday. And um, that is the account of Mary and Martha. And that is a very interesting passage every time we want to talk about purpose. Because it gives us two contrasting scenarios. And I want to read from verse 38 to 42. The Bible says, Luke 10, 38 to 42. Now it happened as the wind that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Praise the Lord. And um, we looked at, I think Momchi had us read it from the Passion Translation. Can we please have that 38 and 39 from the Passion Translation? Hallelujah. Amen. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the master, Absorb, absorbing every revelation he shared. Okay. You can go on. Just bring okay. But Martha became exasperated by, by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Okay, what, what one thing do we pick from this passage that our Lord Jesus said? He said, one thing is needful. What is that? Praise God. It's clear. One thing is needful. What? Martha was serving. Martha was cooking food. They needed to eat. Praise the Lord. Jesus will eat. Even Mary herself will eat at a time. Okay. But Jesus said, when Martha made the request, let command or instruct my sister to leave hearing your words to come and help me if she did that no one will hear 
Praise God. Everyone will eat. Didn't the Bible tell us that man shall not live what? By bread alone, but what? By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what Jesus is reiterating here. He says, Martha, what you're doing is not bad, but don't distract this woman. Don't distract Mary. And why we're looking at this is that in the center of all that we are learning, it is important that we hear the master's voice. Praise the Lord. Because he is the one we are serving. He's the one that is calling us. We are his workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. Created in Christ Jesus or recreated like uh, Amplified will say. Okay? For good works, which God prepared beforehand that what should happen? We should work in them. So whose work are we working in? It's the master's work. And if it is the master's work, then we need to listen. What do you want? How do you want me to work this work? Praise the Lord. Now, interestingly, you're going to learn, find something that out of all the people, even the disciples that hung around Jesus before the death and resurrection, only Mary believed that he would be killed. Only Mary prepared him for his burial. Only Mary understood. Why? Because she sat at his feet, absorbing. That's why that caught me. Absorbing every revelation. Now, we would read of the disciples many times and would say that Jesus told them the Son of Man is going to be uh, betrayed, crucified, and then they will not take note of it. They won't hear. But Mary believed it. And the Bible said when, when, when she came to anoint Jesus, it says, this she has come to do before my burial. She also understood that the nature of this uh, death is such a one that we may not even have access to him. Because why anoint him before his burial? You are supposed to anoint him after he has died. But Mary understood everything and the heart of Jesus. And that is why Lord Jesus said something. He said, what this woman did will be told as a memorial everywhere the gospel is preached. I pray, and that is part of our prayers for this evening, that you will so fulfill purpose that everywhere the gospel is talked about, your contribution will be noted in the name of Jesus. So it won't be something on the surface. It won't be something because from reading this account, Martha, if someone was there, Martha was the one serving. It was as though Mary was wasting time. What are you doing, Mary? What are you doing? So for many of us, we may not immediately be able to say, this is what I'm doing. But if you are able to take heed to that one thing necessary, you will see that the time of your purpose will come and you will manifest in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So following that, we are staking there that it is essential that you and I are connected to the master. Okay? And invariably, you know, if care is not taken, a lot of people are drawn away from Jesus thinking they are pursuing purpose. Do you know that ministry has taken people from their work with the Lord? Do you know that different things that people, I don't want to talk about, you know, money and all of that. But a lot of things that people are pursuing, thinking this is what I'm meant to do. Have taken them and separated them from their master. Whereas, let me tell you something. If you read the Bible, like we always say here, don't miss Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. When God created man, you know, God put everything he did and planted man. So before man came, God had accomplished everything man could do. 
And what was God's desire? What, what one desire that was in the heart of God was that man would be close to him. Praise the Lord. Now, what was the fall? The fall was not that the earth lost anything. What was lost at the fall of man was that man became what? Separated from God. So the total purpose fulfilled is that you become what? Reconciled to God. And then every other thing we do what? Will flow from it. I'm going somewhere. So we have that and we begin to see how important in all that we are learning the voice of God is. Praise the Lord. We thank God for the testimonies. Like, like I said, I wish I could sing because I would have just, you know, sang a song. I was feeling songs in my heart, but, you know, if I sang something, my spoil. Okay. So, I, it's, it's not my, and praise the Lord. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not in that department. But I know that God is saying to us today, okay, praise the Lord, that just like Mary, there is one thing needful. It is not the last thing, but it's the one that is what? Needed. Because out of it, out of it, the same scripture that says, but seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God and his word, righteousness. And what will happen? Every other thing will be added. You will find that you will fulfill purpose as long as this is paramount. Why is that? We're going to see in Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30, 11 to 14. We see what the general response is when the word of God comes. Like it has come to us you know, in a few, a few days. He said, for this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you. Nor is it far off. 12. It's not in heaven that he should say who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us. That we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us. That we may hear it and do it. Now 14, let's read it together everybody. But the word is very near you. In your mouth and in your heart that word. That you may do it. Can we see the uh, message version please of 14? Okay, let's read it. What does it say? It says, no. What that no is this? Don't think this and that. Some of us are making plans when we are going to start. It says, no, the word is right here and now. As near as the tongue in your mouth. As near as the heart in your chest. What do you do? It says, just do it. In essence, you can and you ought to be doing purpose now. Somebody should have said, Amen. Amen. Okay, Ephesians 2.10, let's have it on the screen for a bit of analysis. We looked at this uh, first Sunday. He said, where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that what? We should work in them. Let me ask you a question here. From this very passage, is it automatic that I work in them? That I work in these good works? So it is possible, praise the Lord, that I walk and not walk in this prepared work. So let me tell you what this is saying. This is like the marking scheme of my life. Now what I do and how I live this life is my answer script. At the end of my journey in earth, on earth, you know what is going to happen? They are going to compare this is what was written. I think that's what Mom she was talking about when she said about the ladder. That you finished climbing and realized that it was, you climbed to the top of the ladder quite alright. But it was leaning on the wrong wall. So after my life is over, they're going to see this walk 
Or maybe some of us might have even run. And have been the fastest. But I'm going to see if it corresponds with that which was prepared beforehand. Are we seeing what is happening here? Now let's look at another scripture we looked at on Sunday. Hebrews 10, very important one as well. 6 and 7. So we lay some foundation. Okay, it says, In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Verse 7. Then I said, this is our Lord Jesus Christ that is speaking here. Behold, I have come. Now in bracket, that part is in bracket. In the volume of your book, it is written of me, Lord, to do your will, O God. So my purpose is to do the will of God, which was written concerning me before I was even born. Just like we saw in Jeremiah, before I formed you, I what? I knew thee and ordained thee. Now, this is important we understand it. So, it can help us to keep as close to Him. That is our safety. Praise the Lord. To keep us close to Him. So that no matter what happens, we can be sure we are working. So that when we finish, we will hear what? Well done, thou good and what? Faithful servant. In, in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 15, 22, we, we see that put in another way. Let's look at that before we move on. So Samuel was saying to Saul here Giving the response that Lord gave He said has the Lord as great delight In burnt offerings and sacrifices As in obeying the voice of the Lord Now hold on here Now what Samuel was saying here Was that Saul remember The instruction had been given to Saul Go and wipe out the Amalekites Take off everything We don't want anything left out of You know these people called the Amalekites But Saul went and in those days it is more it, it is a more a more demonstration of superiority that you capture the king than that you kill him because he can be killed in combat but capture means you own him you can even bargain with him okay so Saul went and captured the king and then kept some of the you know very precious you know uh, uh, spoil that he found there and it was humanly looking you know humanly appraising it Saul had done wonderfully but Samuel said to him, The Lord did not call me to impress him. The Lord called me to do what? To obey him. What, what I did or what I'm doing might be impressive. But all of that will come to what they call sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now, sacrifice and burnt offering could be what he asked me to do. Praise the Lord. But then if he asked me to do something else. I cannot give him sacrifices and burnt offerings and I expect him to change his mind. Is someone getting what I'm saying? So he says to obey is better than what? Sacrifice. I'm saying that to help us to see that to fulfill purpose is possible. It's, it's, I don't want to use the word easy, but it's very possible. Because if it is burnt offerings and sacrifices, I may not be able to afford it. But if it's to obey, he's the one who made me. He knows what I can do. So God will never charge me and say, why didn't you release an album? He knows I can't sing. Praise the Lord. God will never charge me and say, why didn't you do so and so? If he never gave me the capacity. But he will ask me, why didn't you obey my voice? And obeying my voice cannot be something that like we read in Deuteronomy. It won't be something that I have to go across the sea. It has to be something you can do now. Praise the Lord, somebody. So someone watching me, obeying my voice might be that you should actually be seated in church now. 
And not lounging at home, you know, looking at it, hearing news, calling, answering calls. I don't know how people are able to manage this online thing. If you don't have a choice, it's understandable. Even the Zoom prayer, I don't like it. The concentration is not the same. Calls coming to your phone. Is there a way you can do so? Calls don't come into your phone. Is it possible? So calls coming to your phone, text messages, you know, sometimes you stop. Some people are driving the, you know, the horn, honking and all of that, waving in the middle of prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, the purpose of God is captured in what I can do. So we, we, we see that of there and, and we see that his voice. So we want to see how do we, praise the Lord, how do we work in proximity why because it is this voice is this voice that is going to bring us to that finish that when we they compare with the marking scheme it will be hundred percent he said my sheep they do what they know my voice and what do they do they follow me the greatest call that we see in the new testament that our lord jesus himself gave is he said to them what follow me he didn't send them anywhere he said follow me and i will make you as they followed him, some things began to take place in them. That when he left, they couldn't stay one place. You and I will follow in the name of Jesus. I said we will follow in the name of Jesus. So, so quickly, I want to show you if just two instances from you know, the passages we looked at. Pastor Yaman Sunday spoke to us from Esther. And, and in Esther, Esther chapter 4 verse 14. In Esther chapter 4 14, we find a conversation... Between Mordecai and Esther. And this is what Mordecai said to Esther. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It was based on this that we saw Esther say, okay, if this is what it is, Arrange for the Jews, let them fast for me three days. I and my maidens will also fast, and I'm going to go into the king. And whatever happens, you know, if I perish, I perish. And she went on and then fulfilled purpose. Now, I, I want us to see something here. You know, at that point in the life of Esther, like we learned, she had been brought there with an intent that this is what she was born for. Okay? But from the moment Esther was born, the journey started to prepare her for that moment. On Wednesday, last Wednesday, we were looking at journey world to purpose. And I think uh, uh, Sister Peace and um, a few of the people that spoke, which mommy she also spoke on Sunday, you know, gave us a beat on it, which is what you and I need to get to, the journey to purpose. And, and we see in this situation here, Esther is the queen. Praise the Lord. Mordecai is somewhere outside the gate. Now, if we had time from verse 1 of chapter 4 of that Esther, the record was Mordecai got some news, which Esther didn't even get. You know that Esther didn't know what was happening. And then when he got the news, he tore his clothes, and the rest of the Jews tore their clothes, and there was mourning and crying and all of that. Esther didn't know. She was somewhere, you know, safe, secluded in her royal quarters. And... Mordecai took up sackcloth, you know, which is uh, the outward indication of a fast, and was wearing like a coax clothing, you know, that would really be harmful and uncomfortable on the skin. And they went and told Esther, who was um, 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 Mordecai's 
cousin, but I'm so young that he became like more like a niece. Okay, and said, Look at what is happening with your big cousin or uncle. And Esther immediately arranged clothes and sent to Mordecai because why she was a queen, so she had access to resources. So she solved the problem. Is it clothing you don't have? Let me give you clothes to wear. And Mordecai said, No, that's not the problem. This problem is bigger than giving me out of your pocket. And the conversation went back and forth. And then Mordecai sent somebody back and said, Explain to Esther what is about to happen. This is the decree that has been obtained by this wicked Haman. And Esther sent back again. I want you to see how this is good. And said to Mordecai, Everyone knows the law of the king here. If he does not invite you and you go into him, if he doesn't raise the scepter before you, what is it? It is a death sentence. So nobody attempts it. And for your information, for 30 days straight, the king has not sent for Esther. So it's possible he has found another queen. That's the position where they were before this conversation came. And then Mordecai said, You don't know whether this is the very reason for which you were born. Now, let me pause and just give you a bit of my own, you know, this on purpose, which we have done. It is which, you know, which we have learned also, but just to reinforce that. It is why something is. It is why something is done. It is why something is made. It is why something is It is the assignment, like Pastor Nyama said. It is the reason for existence, like Mommy Chase said. It is the end intended. But, but, you know, another one that the Lord gave me. He said, it is reason suitable for extinction. Let me repeat that. He said, it is reason suitable for what? Extinction. Reason suitable, let me break it down. Reason suitable for execution. For death. Now, let's not go too far. How many of us have cars with airbags? Now, you don't want your airbag to come out. Isn't it? But do you know there are situations that you want it to come out? That is the reason the airbag is there. Now, it's a speck in vehicles. And as long as everything is okay, you know, like some time ago, I bought a car, and the person was saying, the only problem with this car is that the airbag is not working. I said, don't worry, I wouldn't need it. Praise the Lord. Yes, I wouldn't need, I don't, I wouldn't need it. So, there is, it's not a problem. But you see, the airbag is put there for a reason. Now, imagine the morning that airbag came out. What happens when the airbag comes out? It means that there was something that was going to happen. Now, the airbag that was kept there for that purpose, you know, busted and then solved the problem. After that, that airbag cannot be reused. Now, the, my purpose and your purpose is the reason for which if I die for, nobody should cry. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's what Esther said. Esther said, is that what you're saying? Okay, so if I die in this process... That is why I was born. It's reason for, suitable for extinction. You see, the fuel that you put in your car, if that fuel does not burn, your engine will knock. So you buy fuel so that it will burn, so that your car will do what? Will move. When it was locomotive, you know, they put coal and burn so that the train will move. That's what purpose is. Now, if you begin to understand it, you begin to understand how these men and women of old were able to fulfill it. Because we're also going to touch Moses before we go. And we see Moses, the last time Moses heard of Pharaoh was that Pharaoh wanted to kill him. 
And then all of a sudden, you stroll into Pharaoh's palace. And say to him, not just preserve your life. Not asking him for clemency for yourself. But let the whole children of Israel go. He must have learned something that you're learning tonight. Praise the Lord. So purpose is reason for what? Extinction. It's not like when they say something is expensive. It depends on the value you're getting. There's a value you're going to get. Whatever it is, you borrow money and buy something, isn't it? Because you believe that this thing is worth exchanging this for. So when we look in this story now, they sent back to Esther and said, Maybe this is why you're in the kingdom. And Esther understood and said, Okay, maybe this is why. Because as I'm here, Esther, my father is dead, my mother is dead. I never even met them. So why didn't I die with them? Who knows when they died? Maybe it was during the invasion and the whole house crumbled and Esther didn't die. Praise the Lord. So we leave that and we go on now. I want you to see the process that made Esther what I will call tonight a guided missile. So that you yourself can become a guided missile. Praise the Lord. The Bible talks about the mighty man who has his quiver full of arrows. You become an arrow in the hand of God. Okay. So I'll show you a few scriptures. And then we we link you with what we learn. In Esther chapter 2 verse 7. Esther 2 verse 7. He says, And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter. For she had neither father nor mother. Say the young woman was lovely and beautiful when her father and mother died, and Mordecai took her as his own daughter. Go on, please. So it was when the king's command and decree were heard, and when many young women were gathered at Shushan the citadel, under the custody of Haggai, that Esther also was taken to the king's palace, into the care of Haggai, the custodian of the women. Nine. Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor, so he readily gave beauty preparations to her, besides her allowance. The seven, the, then seven choice maidservants were provided for her from the king's palace, and he moved her and her maidservants to the best place in the house of the women. Verse 10. Now, let's read this together. Esther had not revealed her people or family. Why? He says, for Mordecai had tried her not to reveal it. Now, let's pause here. Why? Mordecai, why shouldn't I tell them where I'm coming from? You see, praise God. Just look at the passage, don't look at me. Let, look at the passage and read it slowly. Esther had not revealed her people or family. So when they asked that question or when the conversation you know, came up in that area, she would just dodge it. And do you know that Esther didn't understand why? The only thing she knew was what? Mordecai, that's what the Bible is saying. Mordecai had charged her. Which means in the conversation, Esther would have said, but, but, but uncle, why? He said, I'm telling you, don't let them know where you are from. Don't let them know your family. And Esther went on, and did not. Now, if you come to verse 15, the same chapter 2, verse 15, come to 15, please. Now, he says, Now, when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter to go into the king, she requested nothing but what Haggai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, note that word, what? Advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. She requested nothing. On only what word the eunuch that was in charge of her had what advised. Now, take that word and note it. Now, let's go to verse 20 quickly. Verse 20. It says, Now Esther had not revealed her family and her people. This, sorry, verse 20 is after 
she had become queen. Now, verse 20 is saying now, Esther, up till now, even though she was queen, has not revealed her family and her people, just as what? So, she had reasons to. I want you to get that. But she was not doing what Esther wanted. She was doing what what Mordecai tried her as queen. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? As queen. He says what? Now look at the last part. He says for Esther, what? Obeyed the command of Mordecai as when she was a baby. Now I want to ask you a question. Note the greatest athletes of all time. One of them is, I think it's Serena now that is the greatest. Did Serena choose to play lawn tennis? Did she get up and say, I like to play lawn tennis? I, I don't want to swim. Mm-mm. Her father made her. Do you know it's the same thing with the, uh, with the um, Japanese, Naomi? Do you know it's the same thing? Let me tell you. This spirit of independence eh, that we are, you know, so excited about. I, I want to do my own thing. I want to, I want to. Listen. Show me a skilled footballer who has amounted to something that disobeys his coach. There is something about training. Listen, the God you serve, I, I like, I like the, the song we sang where it says, only you can say. You see, when God says, honor your father and your mother. When God says, submit to those in authority, for they watch out for your good. A lot of people can't fulfill destiny. Their heads have become too big for those who raise them. Those people might not be perfect, but God knowing you will obey them, cannot allow them to give you wrong instruction. The word will not come out from their mouth. We looked at Eli and Hannah the other day. Eli was backsliding. But God needed to confirm to Hannah, the discussion I had with you is concluded. So Eli in that state said, the Lord grant you your request. When we don't follow instructions of where, that's why I started, you can do it now. If as an usher, you're not doing what the usher should do. If as a joyful member, you're not doing what the joyful, forget about any mountain, you won't get there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Esther is the queen and they're telling us this is her story. Up till now, she has not revealed. Why? That means she and the king will be strolling in the garden. So Esther, where are you from? He said, can you see that mango there? So Esther, Esther, I, I like you. So, so I mean, your parents were there. They say, ah, look at that lizard. She could not she would not. Why? Because Mordecai had not given her release. Why? Heaven knew that the day she will give that, it will be for a purpose. I beg you. You see, one of the things I'm telling you this truth, one of the things I wish I could do in my life again is to go back and listen to those that were putting authority over me from parents. Uh, 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 um, biological parent to spiritual at least God help me in that one I've been very obedient to my spiritual parent you you can't you can't amount to anything if you're skilled in any sport and they don't coach you your skill won't take you anywhere or not even they don't coach you if you don't listen to your coach because there are things in life there's the blind spot okay you you see life where, where are your eyes where do you see your nose? 
You have nose, Abby? Can you see your You can't see your nose. Do you know parts of you you can't see? Almost more than the one you can see. Mordecai, something told Mordecai. Not yet. She became queen. They did coronation. They did a biography. They did all they were doing. Where she was from, not recorded. The only reason was Mordecai had not permitted her. It was that training that prepared her to fulfill her ultimate purpose in life. The reason God puts you in different places. I, I must have told you here. When, when, ask my wife. From the moment I joined the, 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 we, we, we joined the church and we joined the, um, uh, uh, the workers group. Every pastor they sent out wanted me to go with them. I don't know why. Now, I would have gone and, you know, started parish in Surrele with somebody, with, you know, um, uh, 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 Aurelia, VI, whatever. And Pastor Tony would keep saying, don't go. I didn't understand why. I mean, do you know what it means to be promoted from ordinary usher to, you know, to minister? He would say, don't go. Even I've told you the one where I went somewhere and they said, this and this and this. The pastor said, stop going there. Now, did he make sense? He didn't make sense. In fact, in one case even, he even made a mistake. I said, should I do this? He said, do I lost? Now, but he is the pastor that I have said to God, this is where I submit. Why will you be somewhere and not submit to the one you... It's like entering a bus with a driver and then going to block his eyes. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, there's an enemy... To your fulfilling purpose. And he won't come as a big giant. He will come in little things. Just don't, don't think about the thought. But think how difficult it is these days to obey instructions. Just think how difficult. But the Bible records for us that the things which are written are written what? For our examples. You know, the Holy Spirit did a marvelous thing. Those of us who were in our prayer yesterday. Do you know the time Julius was saying... The Bible is a book of examples. I was writing it. We were praying. The Holy Spirit said, as I finished writing it, he said it. That's why I said this Zoom thing. Because if it was a physical meeting, I would say, look at. I had just, he said, the Bible is a book. He said, the examples are what you study. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, you will scale life's exams. He said, tell them about Esther. She kept following the voice. Some will just say, sit down here. And you're wondering, this might hit. Mommy Chi didn't tell you that she was the pastor's wife and there was head of choir that was disciplining her. Because she, she, you hear now that Mommy Chi launched album at 40. All you want to do is launch album. But you will not submit to HOD. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? She was the pastor's wife. But there was head of choir. And the woman will say, no, you can't do that. You must sing this song. No excuses. She can't say no and my voice. Mm -mm. She would obey. She didn't tell you that. So it's so easy to see Chineze. And she said 16, I'll be 18 songs. Those songs did not just come out. She was following instructions. She was obeying, submitting, submitting, submitting. Why? Because that is the way this kingdom works. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And what will happen? He shall exalt you. Don't worry, I'm not a motivational speaker. I would have come here and told you to go for the mountain. Don't go to the mountains. Follow the voice of God. He will bring you on top. 
He knows the way. He said, the Bible says exaltation does not come from where? The Easter, it means it doesn't come by discovery and research. It comes by obedience. God is the judge. Esther was queen. I just need that to sink in. And she still didn't. Do you know what it means not to de- de- disclose your, your family and your nationality as queen? She wouldn't. Why? Because she was obeying Mordecai as when she was a child. Heaven knew that her life, the life of Mordecai, and the life of all the Jews depended on the accurate timing of her making that information known. So God trained her with Mordecai. I like that. Obeyed us. Do you know, do you know the burden you put on me when you ask me for advice? That's why I don't encourage all those things. I, I'm, I'm not even happy teaching this so people don't start asking me anything. Anyway, thank God we all have the Holy Spirit. But do you know the burden you put? Do you understand? Because if you ask, the, I, I'm compelled to seek the face of God. He, the, the Lord said to me, go and read about air traffic controllers. Air traffic controllers are the earliest to retire, to be retired. Because the work they do needs maximum concentration. Almost as they and the pilots, I don't know who they need to be more, more focused. Because if you tell a plane, give them a wrong instruction by 0.00 degrees or timing, there's a, there's a crash. The pilots, no matter how skilled the pilots are, they take instructions from the air traffic controllers. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, now in your life, the call God has for you starts being fulfilled from that little place where you are maybe you're in sanctuary keepers and you like to sweep with broom the man says sweep with brush and you say no before you know it you've left the department they'll wait for you he said in the volume of your book what was written what the days fashioned for me before the, the path you have to go through is like it now, the thing you must hear here, let me not deceive any, is that the devil is always on the side to give you counter. The, that other wall that you can climb. And climb it very well. The only problem is that as you're climbing it, there will be more emptiness. And you will not have testimonies. This also helps those of us, you know, that are becoming big. Mommy, she said it, I, I, she never told me, that people were telling her, why are you, the choir is demotion. How can choir be demotion? Left to me, I'll join choir. I'm telling you, I miss choir. I like it when men, I like it when full-fledged men hold the mic and are leading praise and worship. Ray, I'm glad you're turning 40. Very soon, turn 50. When you stand, you know that, you know, you know the regular thing is that they say, and then girls will just be clapping. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want men to stand like this. I like when Pastor Emeka, someone like Pastor, imagine someone like Pastor Lord now. Do you understand? Praise the Lord. It, there, there's, there's weight in it. But I didn't know. Because the enemy will be, how can it be demotion? You're serving the Lord. You're serving the Lord. Now, where you are, where God has placed you, I beg you. He knows the days are portioned for you. We, uh, Pastor Nema read for us Ecclesiastes 3, 1. It says, for every time, what? There is a purpose. There's a season. God knows the seasons of your life. God knew the season that Esther would need that information. If the king knew it before, it would have been devalued. 
And God knew that there needs to be somebody who will be able to speak. And Esther will hear the voice. Like there's something that happens to me. I don't know if it happens to you. I, I told my wife the other day that um, I, I can't remember where I came. And um, I, I don't know whether I was. Okay, I told them. Um, the way she was doing her rapper. I've not seen that type of, you know, rapper. There is called Ojija and Nintukwase, the double rapper. I've not seen it since when I was, you know, 18 or 20 years in the village. So when I saw it immediately, I said, am I, am I, am I, am I a teenager again? <laughs> now, now, women do skirts, Abby. Uh, but those days, their mothers, they'll balance like this and then. I, I said, Ivy, you took me back. You know, so they have to have you to have somebody whose voice you can remember from when you were nothing in your own eyes. That was why Saul fell. When he was nothing, he trembled before Samuel. When he became something, he went with popular opinion. But David, as God was promoting him, was still honoring the words of the prophets. Now, I beg you. God will speak to you. Mom, she pray that God will speak to you through dreams. I'm now informing you that God is speaking to you through that authority you're under now. Now, that instruction, it might be general, it might be specific, it, might, it is an instruction to you. You need it for your greatness. Praise the Lord, somebody. We'll look at the second one. So this one, because you remember we started talking about the voice it was the voice of Mordecai. Esther didn't know what was going on. So as we celebrate Esther for fulfilling purpose, it is the voice of Mordecai that she heard. It's that voice that said to her, this is the time. She didn't know. And that's the message of God. Sometimes you may not know, but they will just say, do this. And then as you do it, all of a sudden you find out, ah, this is what I was born for. This is what I was born for. This is the moment of my showing. The next person I want us to look at and then we'll pray. Is an interesting one also. Moses. Moses was the great deliverer, isn't it? Of the nation of Israel. And um, our sister mentioned, you know, the Exodus. And the one of Moses is very interesting because um, Moses is someone who you can't help but, you know, take note that his life was designed to be extraordinary from the mother. The mother said, this child, I can't kill this child based on Pharaoh's word. This child is a proper child. Praise the Lord. And by faith she hid him for months and when she couldn't, she put him and we saw how God orchestrated it. But the Bible begins to tell us Exodus chapter 2 verse 11. In Exodus 2 11, it says it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown. That he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way and when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Praise God. My purpose and the calling God, you know, has on my life does not need tomorrow for me to manifest it. It begins where I am. Moses had a calling to be a deliverer, isn't it? But he didn't stand grand. The Bible says, though the beginning of your days are small, what? Grace shall be your latter end. He didn't stand grand. He started by delivering one Israelite, from one Hebrew, from the Egyptian. Now, 
And when he did that, you know, it created more trouble for him. Because the next time he now wanted to separate two Hebrew men, and the one that was in the wrong, as what the enemy will always use, accused him and said, who do you think you are? You know, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? And then he now found out that even Pharaoh was aware, and he escaped. But do you know that his whole story would not have unfolded the way it unfolded if he did not even make that mistake? What am I trying to say? The burden and the calling and the purpose God has for you, it can start anywhere. Once you're being you, you see, don't suppress what God is tearing up in you. People may not understand it. They might say you talk too much, you're too bold, you're too that, or you're too all of that. But leave it. Just be sincere in your obedience and do your best. We're going to see one of the prayers we're going to pray at the end. Moses saw this happening and knew that it was not right. Okay? He delivered the young man, but he created problems. So he had to escape. Let's see what happens when he escapes. Okay? We come to verse 15, 16. 15, let's read 15. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. This is where he sat down and said, Now so my life they finish. Okay? 16. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and they filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. What is going on here? Moses intervened to deliver a Hebrew man. He brought him to trouble. He's a stranger somewhere. He has no home. He's just in the middle of the wilderness. Another matter came. Moses still intervened. If they can stop you from it. Please, you said they called your first decoration a shrine. But the, first, the one you're doing now looks like a, looks like a palace. Do you understand what I'm saying? If they can stop you, it's not your purpose. Praise the Lord, somebody. If they can discourage you from it, it's not your purpose. If somebody can talk you out of it, it's not your purpose. No, it's not. Moses, was he became a fugitive in the land of his fugitiveness. Is there a word like that? In the land of his fugitivity. Yes, find it or add it. He sat, listen, do you read the Bible with, with, you know, your, your, he sat by the well thinking about his life. Probably two hands on his head. Mobile, what have I done to myself? Then he watched another scenario play out. Shepherds, many of them, came and drove away young ladies. And Moses got up and fought on their behalf and had them drink water. But another trouble. Brethren, that is what you know. You can't stop yourself from doing it. Do you understand? You can't stop yourself. What will be the motivation now? The other one, they were my people. This one now, who do, does he know who they are? Does he know whether they are black acts or Bukaniya? Whether these people will come back and fight? He doesn't know anything. But he just knows that he can bear to see injustice. I was in the market the other day. And um, you know, I was somebody brought money. I think I was with And I said this money looks like Buhari. The money they I said they, they've done to Nigerian money like Buhari. See how wretched this money is looking. 
And the person there told me, see, Buhari's brother. I say, is he your brother? I say, please beg him. We don't hate you people, though. Yaradua was Fulani. Isn't he? We had no issues with him. But the man has finished that. I'm, all of them were wondering, ah, this man. I told him until he started agreeing with me. I can't help myself. I was not sent to Abuja to build house. I was sent to Abuja to raise men that God will use to change this nation. I was sent to Abuja to be a witness. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? It would have been easier for my family and I to go from Lagos to Canada those days. This makes it, this is a match, right? It's about this time we came to Abuja. This is 24 years of being here. We didn't come here because there was something good there. We came here because this is where they sent us. They said, Nigeria, who are the people that will use? Do you get what I'm saying? My passion for Nigeria is not personal. My angst against wicked rulership is not personal. I just know that if things are done right, everybody will benefit. Nigeria is a blessed country. We're a blessed land. The land Nigeria is what? Is a good land. And those who are troubling us are nothing. You know, these people are bred. It's just that the Lord hasn't found enough people that he delights in. Who are they? He said if the Lord delights in us. But many that should get themselves equipped to be instruments in his hands are not yielding themselves. Anyway, Moses could not help himself. He put him in trouble. He still went further. Now, and after he did that, um, he went. Luckily for him, this one didn't put him in trouble. Jethro, the father of the, of the women, of the young girls, sent and said, ah, young ladies, how come you're back so quick? And they said, a man came and helped us. The father said, a man came and fought the shepherds for you. And he asked the man, where, where? he asked the ladies, where, where is he? And they said, we left him. They said, you people don't have sense. You see that kind of man? I'm telling the young ladies here. You see that kind of man and you don't ask him his number? Eh? You don't tell him, let me cook rice and beans for you? He said, come on, go and bring the man back. <laughs> eh? The normal man will come there and join the shepherds and oppress you. He came there and delivered. And he didn't ask, he said, go and bring him. That's how Jethro forced Moses to marry one of them. Praise God. But that's not where the story gets interesting. For 40 years, Moses, let me tell you who Moses was. For 40 years, because the Bible now tells us in Exodus chapter 3 verse 1. Let's read that first. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1 says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. So Moses became what? A shepherd. Now let me tell you who Moses was. Acts 7.22. Message translation. Acts 7.22. Let's read it to everybody. Moses was what? Educated in the best schools in Egypt. He was equally impressive as a thinker and an what? And an athlete. This is who Moses was. Let's see the normal version now. He said he was mighty in words and deeds. Now, if ancient Egypt had technology, you know that. Medicine, the medicine today is still trying to catch up with what the Egyptians know. Okay? So Moses was an architect. He was educated in science, in art, and all of that. He was educated in, you know, the, the, the deeds. They said he must have been, a, you know, a, a, an expert in martial arts and all of that. Moses took up a career for 40 years of his life, tending sheep. And this is someone who had a call to be a deliverer. 
People of God, these things were written for our what? Examples. There is a place of the backside of the desert where all you do is just faithfulness every day. Faithfulness every day. I repeat again, exaltation does not come from the east or west. But God what? Is the, God is looking at your life from above. God is watching what you're going through. God is hearing what they're saying about you. God is seeing everything. And he's checking his time. Our sister told us about the Kairos time. He's checking the moment. The Bible says when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son. There is a fullness of time God is watching for. Moses, with all he knew. Can you imagine a medical doctor? And bah! You hit the ship. Bah! You just sit his life. Moses. In Walla. You know, in, in one year, two years, three years, four years. But, you know, all of that, he still fulfilled purpose. You know why? The God you and I serve knows how much you can bear. The God you and I serve. You see, God is, praise the Lord. You know, we say, God use me, God use me. I'm sure you know that when you say, God use me, God doesn't use us like men. When men use you, the best of you is used. And they leave you as nothing. When God uses you, the best of you remains. Why Moses had to spend 40 years in the wilderness was so that after he's done what he would do, he would still be the meekest man. And he himself will not be destroyed. The apostle Paul says, having preached to others, I myself will, will be, he said, no, the 40 years was what was needed to take that pride. He was a prince. We, we, we talk about racism. Now, you know, the royal family and all of that. A prince in Egypt, the, the Bible says the, the Hebrews were abhorrent to the, to the Egyptians. He must have been trained. These people are not human beings. So he was going to have a ministry amongst them. God had to take time and be removing it little by little. Removing all the Egyptian things in his head. Moses, <laughs> Moses, without me, you're nothing. Until the time when God met Moses, Moses even denied he could talk. He said, I can't talk. In fact, ever since he started speaking to me, I can't even still talk. There is nothing. John, 40 years of preparing him so that when God uses him, he will still matter in the New Testament. In the New Testament, who are the people that appeared to Jesus? Moses and who? Elijah. Well, that means his ministry did not finish then. I pray that God will do some things in you. That will last beyond eternity. Um, John, are we getting what we're saying? That these are the things Christians don't understand. I think when I have money, when I become this, I've arrived. No, you've not arrived. Have they mentioned your name? The other day, I was, you know, I was fellowshipping with the Lord. And the Lord started teaching, telling me something. He said, do you know that every other thing in this world, just like uh, Solomon said, is vanity. And he said, for example, for example, he said, think about you like us. I said, yes, I like us. He said, what do you think about a 4-4 pusher? That's, do you know I can't even think anything about it? It's so, it's so immaterial. Do you understand? It's, it's, it's empty. 
That's it. It's it's it has gone. He said, "Okay, let's 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 talk about men." He said, "Who are the great men that live?" He said, "What?" He said, "These men have expired." When the Bible says, "I am that I am," it means I'm the only one who was relevant. Who is relevant? Who will be relevant? Who shall be relevant? Who can never cease to be relevant? I am that I am. And if you find your purpose in me, then you are cling to the I am. And you matter. That's what he's talking about. That's what purpose is. Moses latched on to Jehovah. So even in the New Testament, Peter, James and John saw him. They were not in that congregation. But they saw him. Let's rise on our feet. Whatever you're doing, Lord, in this season, I know you're doing something. Lord, please. 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 Like Esther, let me hear the voice of my shepherd. Let me hear the voice of my coach. Let me hear the voice of the persons you put over me. Like Moses, oh Lord. Let me be persistent. Let me be emptied of myself. Let me not be wise, O Lord, in my own eyes. Help me, O Lord. I need you to ask the Lord, there is something you created me for. The path may not be straightforward. The journey may not be delightful as as a noun. But I know I'm being prepared. I know I'm being prepared. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, here I am. You're doing something. Use me, Lord. There is a song that says you can use anything. Lord, you can use me. I'm not even anything because you created me with a purpose. There's an intent for my life. Lord, here I am, oh Lord. I surrender. I surrender. Somebody will say to the Lord, I come back to you. I have gone far, but Lord, I'm returning to the place where your voice is what I seek for. Where my heart beats after you. Where you are my accomplishment. Where hearing your well done is all that I look for. I come to the place where I'm no longer afraid of what the world has. I'm no longer afraid about the passage of time. Somebody's listening to me. And it's as though many years have passed and you don't see sense in what you're going through. I'm just sent to ask you, is it up to 40 years? Because after 40 years had expired, Moses entered into the fulfillment of his purpose. God is saying to you here, I have my plan for you. Follow my voice. Remain faithful to that which I've called you to. And I will watch you. I will see how it is working. And in the fullness of time, my hand, my hand, my hand of deliverance, my right hand of power will be stretched forth over you. I will come. I will come. He said, behold, he cometh. Jehovah is coming. He is coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Do not say to yourself, it's right here where I am. Lord, your voice, you have spoken to me. I will. I will. I will obey. I will listen. I will hearken. I will respond. I say yes. Lord, yes. I say yes. Yes. I'm saying yes. Wherever it will lead me. It might not lead me to the limelight. It might lead me to the backside of the desert. It might lead me to be ignored. Besides, every one of us will not have to be a Moses. There were elders, honorable 70 elders, who lived in the time of Moses, who God had the spirit of Moses upon. Lord, use me. Use me, Lord. Use me. Use me. Use me. Use me, Lord. 
Use me, Lord. Use me. Use me, Lord. Use me. Help me, Lord. Help me to be usable. Maybe that's the way we pray. Lord, I want to be usable. I want to be humble in my eyes. I want to still be excited for your voice. Help me, Lord. I want to be a guided missile. Help me, Lord. Save me from myself. In the name of Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 14. We started with Mary. We're going to pray. Mark 14 from verse 3. We are giving the account of the anointing of our Lord Jesus at Bethany. And what I want us to pray here is something very key. The Bible says, I'm being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, verse 3. As he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. Verse 4 says, But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrance all wasted? Message will say something differently. Can you put message for us, please? Verse 4. He says, Some of the guests became furious amongst themselves. And they said, That's criminal. A share waste. Somebody is fulfilling her purpose. This is the judgment of those that are around her. You're going to pray for focus. Is someone hearing me? You're going to pray for focus. Listen. Somebody's purpose. I think it's Pastor Dober that told us. He's had a driver that's driven him. I can't remember who. But the driver is a pastor. He's still a driver. Listen. I, you, know, you know, is this um, multi-level people that started telling people you don't have to walk? The product that they're asking you to market. Is it not workers that are producing it? I don't know how people just conjure things and start telling others. Mary, Mary was fulfilling her purpose. Everybody judged that it was a waste. Everybody said, what, 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 what's this? That's criminal. That's what they say. A sheer waste. Some says they became indignant. But our Lord Jesus, commenting on the same act, said what? What she has done. <laughs> Everywhere the gospel is preached, what she has done will be told. As the Lord, I want to focus. I want to hear. I want to live for an audience of one. I want to hear you say, well done. I want to live to please you. I don't want to ask what men are saying. For they did not call me. Men did not call me. Men did not save me. Men will not deliver me. Men did not heal me. Men do not, they, they, they don't matter in the scheme of things. Lord, help me. Let me fulfill that purpose for which I was born. Lord, I was born to be your worshiper. I was born to serve you. I was born to honor you. Help me in spite of what my environment is saying. They may call me a failure. They may call me this. They may call me that. But Lord, I'm begging you. By your mercy, help me, O oh Lord. Thank you for focus. Thank you for focus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Verse 8. Verse 8. This is our Lord Jesus' testimony again. He says she has done what she could. We're going to pray. That you and I will do what we can. 
that, that, that it will not be said that ah, but you should have done much. No, she did. We don't know all that was to be done. She didn't do all, but she did what she could, and it was marked for her as hundred percent. The parable of the talents. The man who was giving one, if he had doubled it, they won't say because she brought two. The person who brought ten, no. She has done what she could. I want you to receive grace in this time. To do what you could. What you have been enabled to do. Lord, help me. Let nothing of my calling. Let nothing of my assignment. Lord, I may not be the best. I may not be the most beautiful. I may not be the most talented. I may not be the most prominent. But the one that you said I am, let me be it, O Lord. I receive grace to do to do, to do. I may not be Paul the Apostle. I may not be Peter. I may not be given the assignment, oh Lord, to go to the Samaritans and turn a whole city. But maybe it's my neighbor. Maybe it's my classmate. I don't know if you've heard of the woman called Susanna, Susanna Wesley. She was a house mo- housewife, a mother. But she raised children that turned the world. You can't tell the story of Christianity without telling about her children, Susanna Wesley. She is the mother of Charles Wesley, Stan Wesley, and the rest of them. Now, tonight, I want you to pray. Lord, help me to do what I am supposed to do. To do what I can. Help me, oh Lord. Let us pray that for the Father's church. Lord, that the Father's church will do what she should do. What she could do. What she could do. You will not judge us based on what we can do. You will judge us based on what we can do. Tonight, we ask for grace. We ask for grace. We ask for grace. In that little area, in that department, in that home, in that family, in that office, do what you can. Somebody, somebody will say, I have a colleague. In whom is the spirit of the living God? I have a business partner. In whom is the spirit? Maybe it's even your husband or your wife. That will say, my wife turned my life around. My friend turned my life around. My sister, my brother. She did what she could. This woman has done what she could. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. The final prayer. Verse 9. He said, As surely I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. We're going to pray, Lord, let us do things in time that will count for eternity. Let us do things in time that will be recorded for eternity. Lord, help us. Help me. Give me the sensitivity. He says, she has done this. She has done this for my burial. There is a time to give. There is a time to refrain from giving. There is a time to cry. There is a time to refrain from crying. There is a time. Lord, help us. Let us do that which will matter. Our sister quoted the scripture. As your days are, so shall your strength be. There are two ways to look at that scripture. One is that as your days increase, your strength will increase. But the second way to look at it is that you will have strength suitable for the season you live in. Tonight we are saying, Lord, help us as individuals. Help us as a church to produce the anointing that is necessary to turn back the hands of the wicked in Nigeria. Let us produce the anointing that will produce the revival suitable for Nigeria this time. Lord, help me. Help us, O Lord. 
Masale kerebako shinda garababa. Zole kapaso la kale gerebababa. Oh shekataka tale kere gerebanda. Let our prayers, O oh Lord. Let our standing, O oh Lord. Let our hearts cry, Lord. Help us to be vessels that you walk through to answer the situation of my country. The Bible says David served his generation according to the will of God. Lord, help us to serve this generation today, March 24th, 2021. Let us serve the church. Let us serve our country. Let us serve this generation. In the name of Jesus Christ we have prayed. And God's people said, and God's people said, praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.